tremendous. He never fails. Amen. Hallelujah. I said He never fails. He's always there for us and every time we have need of Him. How many would have a need today you want to take to Him tonight? Say, Lord, come by my way. Speak to my heart, Father. Lord Jesus, You truly are tremendous, Lord. What a mighty God You are, Father. What a great God You are. What a loving God You are. Lord, we're thankful that You've come down in this time and this hour that we're living in to show us that You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a confidence we have, Lord, because of the things we've seen and the things we've heard. That we know, Lord, that the God of the Bible is still a living God. With the same signs, the same wonders, the same miracles, the same healing touch. Father, we just say how much we love you and appreciate you, Lord. And thank you, Father, for revealing yourself to us in a mighty way. Lord, we commit this service to you, Lord. We ask that you would come and you would help us. Lord, you know the things we've been through, the struggling. Lord, you're there for us every step of the way, and it gives us great confidence to know, Lord, you're here with us, Father. You're here to minister. You're here to speak, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would just help us, Father, in our humanity, Lord, to just lean on you even the more, Father, as we see, Lord, the things that are going on around us, Lord. We know, Father, it may look very dark sometimes. It may look very tumultuous. It may look very dangerous. Lord, you're with us, Father, even in us. Your word declared that you would never leave us or you'd never forsake us, but you'd be with us, Father. We want to say once again how much we love you, Lord, and how much we appreciate you. We thank you for your grace that you bestowed upon us in such a time as this. Bless your word tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We can turn our Bibles to Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Amen. Also, again, the first Kings 18. <coughs> Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be with believers of like precious faith. And amen. To feel the, the surge of the Holy Ghost as we gather our liquor fires together. Amen. That's why it's important to be in the house of God together. Amen. In the times that we're living in. Amen. So you can gain courage to press on. Amen. Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Also, 1 Kings 18 and 36, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell, and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Amen. We let you be seated. 
I'd like to read this quote again as, as it would be played to me from my iPad as I would minister at Brother Ron Spencer's something that's really been speaking to me in the last few days. It would come from the worst sinner in the city. He would say, my favorite hymn, the background of it, you would know that how it came about. My friend, Brother Booth Cliburn, wrote that on his knees by inspiration in a cornfield one night with pasteboard pieces in the bottom of his shoes for soles on his shoes, and he sold it to Wycliffe for $100 and taken the, he'd taken the copyright of the song. He said, but that's my favorite of the hymns. It expresses the extreme deity of the Lord Jesus. And especially in a day like this, when they try to make him just a prophet. But he was more than a prophet. He was God. And this word extreme, extreme deity. Brother Tim ministered some years back on a God who does extreme things. But the extreme deity of the Lord Jesus. You know, I got to looking at the word extreme. It means to exist in a very high degree. It's to go to great or exaggerated lengths. It's exceeding the ordinary or the usual or the expected. And I have to say this is exactly what had happened in that moment as I stood there and was ministering. That God came in a very unexpected way. At an unexpected time. And it exceeds the ordinary, the usual, or, or the expected. And I, I would like to speak to you tonight on Jesus Christ, the same extreme deity. Extreme deity. You know, as we look at this scripture of Elijah, as he would make the decree or make the lay it all out between him and the prophets of Baal, that they would each build an altar and they would and they would um, you know do whatever they wanted to it and put a sacrifice on it. But they said, but Elijah would make this this one statement that would bring the difference between who he was and who they was was let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. Now this would be extreme. This would be, this would not be just lighting a fire. It wouldn't be just, you know, uh, your normal thing. But it was beyond even what a human could even comprehend. And, And it would be an extreme thing. It would go exceeding, it would exceed the ordinary or the usual or the expected. And they said, this is a good thing. You know, the children of Israel, this is a good thing. Let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And we know the story is how the prophets of Baal, they would get their stuff together and they would begin to dance and shout and scream and cut themselves. And Elijah would actually begin to uh, uh, rebuke them or even make fun of them as they would do this. And he would uh, tell them, you know, maybe your God's out there on a vacation or maybe he's doing something else, scream a little louder. Amen. Because he he knew of where he was standing. He knew he served the one true living God. Amen. That this God could do exactly what he said he would do. And so, and Elijah in confidence would bring it to a place and he would bring the altar and it would very type out our Elijah in this day. How he'd bring all the loose ends together and all the broken pieces back together. Place the stones back in their place. The wood back in his place. Everything in exact order according to the word of God. And he would, he would bring the waters upon it. He would do all these things. And then he would stand back and he said, if I've done 
done all that you have asked. See, Brother Brandon would pick this up. He said, see, Elijah had saw a vision. He saw God had spoke to him to tell and told him exactly what to do and how to do it. And he said, see, he, and he said, see, he come and he come to this moment, but it still had to take the fire of God. He could ask for it. He could speak about it. He could talk about it. But it had to take the fire of God to come down upon the altar and burn up the sacrifice. And as we read, that's exactly what took place. God done the extreme. And he showed a sign and a wonder, amen, amen, to, to bring the people's attention back to himself that I am truly God. Baal's not God. He couldn't answer. He couldn't, he, if he couldn't answer this simple request, he can't do anything for you. But I can answer this, and so therefore, if I can answer this request, I can do what I said I will do. Amen. So, and I began thinking about the different things through the through the Old Testament, how God showed extreme. He showed the extreme deity, not just uh, not just Himself, but extreme deity. He took it beyond ordinary. Of course, God Himself is beyond ordinary, but Amen. He took it even to a point that people couldn't they couldn't say anything about it. They couldn't question it. They couldn't, you know, they had to say this was God. Amen. And so, we, of course, you know, it begins with the very creation of all things. The sun, the earth, the universe that we live in today actually expresses His extreme deity. That when, you know, we look at that universe that we live, we've talked about it, how that they have looked with their best instruments and they've come to the conclusion, maybe not exact conclusion, but to their best ability to say that if they could go out to the furthest point, they don't think they could ever get to it because it's almost unlimited or is unlimited. Amen. Because it's showing or expressing his extreme deity. Amen. Who he is and, and what he's doing. Amen. So as we would read in the scriptures, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. His word began to speak and it became to pass. Amen. As sun began to form, earth began to form, stars upon stars upon stars, uh, uh, unlimited amount of stars begin to be put in their place and, and it began to express himself as Brother Branham would say he wrote his first Bible in the heavens. And he expressed himself in a place to be an extreme God who can do extreme things. And, and so, you know, the greatest miracle that is the creation of all things. And this is what the, even John 1 would say in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. So the greatest miracle is the creation of all things. His deity, His extremeness, His greatness, His vastness, everything that He is is expressed in His creation. Amen. It shows, and it shows all the way down through the Bible His deity, how He can move, how He can orchestrate, how He could bring something so unbelievably to pass to where, amen, it would, it would blow the minds of men that were there. Amen. I know men today wants to look at it and say it wasn't happening, but the men that was there could say this truly was God. This truly was God. And he would show it in Abraham and Sarah. How he'd call him out of a nation and he would say come walk with me and he would give him a promise of a son and, 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 it, would, and it seemed like this promise would linger and linger until amen, Abraham and Sarah was even well past childbearing and well past the ability to produce amen, life and, and God would come in, in such an extreme way that he would change their bodies 
amen, to receive the promised son. How he would give them the promise and, and though their body be dead and, and, and it lifeless and, and it seemed impossible, his word, his deity, his extreme deity would still prevail. It, would, it, would be, it was extreme to take an old man and an old woman and change them into such a place that they could give birth to a child. Amen. The burning bush was an extreme expression of his deity that God could come down and light a bush on fire and it not burn. That was an expression of himself. It was a sign. It was a wonder. It was showing who he was. It was pointing to something. Amen. Amen. We would see the ten plagues that would take place and, and it would bring about the, uh, the freedom of Israel out of Egypt and, and it would show his extremeness and how he could create frogs and fleas and dust out of dust and out of nothing and, and turn water into blood and, and do and darkness upon the earth and, and the death angel and all that it was showing his extreme deity it was showing who he was amen of course the Red Sea he would bring them to that place and that would have definitely would show who he was and you know the other morning I was woke up to this as Brother Branham would speak these words he would say stand still and see the salvation of God he said what was he doing he was expressing himself in that moment of need and he was making the Red Sea stand to attention as his people walked through it it was expressing his extreme deity it was expressing who he was and how he was deliverer and how he can make a way where there seemed to be no way and how he can open up things that seems impossible and how he can move mountains and how he can move seas it was showing who he was and who he is and it would show himself as he would turn bitter waters into sweet and drinkable waters and he would show himself as he would he would go down and he would feed people out of out of quail and manna that fell from heaven and, and he would it would show himself how he would deliver them from their enemies and how he'd move in a in a moment. He would he would show himself as he would make them bring come make them come to the moment of uh, crossing the Jordan when it was out of his banks and and it seemed impossible, but yet God always makes the possible or the impossible possible. And he would tell them to take be in faith and to step into the water, and that water would move back again as he did at the Red Sea. He was showing the same God today is the same God that was yesterday. He was showing himself. He was extreme. His extreme deity. These are extreme things. This is not your normal things. This is not your explainable things. These are extreme. It's beyond the usual. Amen. Until where he would come to the Jericho and, and it seemed impossible. Seemed too high. It seemed too wide. It seemed too, too great. And, 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 and he would tell them and give them the instructions and they would follow him and they would give a shout and the, the walls would fall down. He was showing himself, I'm God over every situation. He would show himself in the sun that would stand still as Joshua was trying to get his victory over his enemies. And, and he was saying, look, I need more time. I, I'm not done with this battle. They're going to get away if it, if it goes dark. Sun, you stand still. Moon, you don't move. And it was so. Amen. It may go beyond your thinking and your imagination, but it happened anyhow. And God showed who he was in that moment. Amen. In his battles, he would show his deity where he would rain hailstones and he would send hornets. He would set ambushments. He would send angels, you know, to where even one angel would come into the camp of the Syrians and kill 185,000. One angel. 
Oh, come on, somebody. We're talking about the greatness of our God tonight and who he is. Amen. He would put words even in a donkey's mouth. That's extreme. That's, that's beyond human comprehension. Amen. It was so far beyond that even the man that was riding him didn't even catch it for a few moments. It was so extreme. Amen. His anointing is would fall upon a man named Shamgar to where that man with an ox goat could kill 600 Philistines. It, would, it was so extreme that his anointing would fall upon a man and a man named Samson and he would kill a thousand Philistines with a jawbone. His anointing was so extreme that it would fall upon a young boy and it would kill a Goliath with a sling and a stone. His deity would sustain widows and doubts. Or in droughts, he would give barren women children. He would stand in the lion's den and shut their mouth. He would stand in the fire and three Hebrew children would, I'm talking about your God tonight, would stand in the fire and three Hebrew children would walk out without even a smell of smoke. And to think, that deity came down into flesh. How striking it is to know that he wasn't, he wasn't satisfied with being able to just send down hailstones and, and be able to put this over here and do this over here. He wanted to come down himself. The extreme deity. He said, Brother Randall was saying, he said, how striking it is that God himself would become a baby. That God so loved the world. That one of the greatest scriptures there is, the love of God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The very dust that he created on earth, he became that dust. The extreme deity of God stepped into flesh and was called Emmanuel. Not just God above us, God with us. Hallelujah. Changing his, his form or his face or his mass from God to man. He said he stretched his tents from the stars of heaven down to live here on earth with filthy creatures as we are. The love of God. He said how striking it is to be a, for a sinner. It ought to be to a sinner to know the little Jehovah crying in his mother's arms. Little Jehovah, not, not a polished up angel or a polish of an angel. He came as Abraham's seed. He came as a man. He never came down to the golden corridors of heaven. If it would, it would have been for the rich. But he was born in a manger. So poor he had to borrow a womb. So poor he had to borrow a place to be born. But when he left, he had to borrow a grave to be buried in. Jehovah, Emmanuel, amen, the extreme deity of God. He said, a super sign. God sent prophets. He sent signs. He sent everything, but he said, I'll give you a super sign. This sign is going to be me, myself. I'm coming down to dwell among you to be called Emmanuel. He said that ought to strike the people. Himself be made flesh and dwelt among us, born in a dirty, stinking stable. Little Jehovah not laying in a pink basket in a hospital room, but a stinking manger over a manure pile in a barn. Emmanuel, the creator of heavens and earth. Emmanuel, the swaddling of cloth. Emmanuel, oh hallelujah. Little Jehovah playing as a child. Jehovah as a teenager. Jehovah as a carpenter it ought to strike us amen it ought to strike us that it was God veiled in flesh 
an extreme expression of his deity. And he showed who he was. Because he came and he had the same power and the same anointing and the same abilities. Hallelujah. He would see people that was walled in by spirits of hell. And he would break down those spirits and set that person free. He would see people bound by all kinds of things. Uh, uh, their blinded eyes. That story of that blind man when they would walk up to him always has been one of my personal favorites of how he was born blind and, and the disciples asked did he sin or did his mother or daddy sin that this man is born blind and he said, Jesus said no but that the glory of God may be made manifest. Why are you going through things church? Because that the glory of God might be made manifest. Why are we having trials? Why are we having the situation? So the glory of God might be made, his extreme deity might be showed to a dying world. That he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is why the man was born blind. So I could show people who I am. He said, I don't want to serve a God like that. Well, then serve the devil. He does it too. He tears your body apart with drugs and alcohol to show who he is. I'd rather be born and lifted up out of this old miry clay so that God can show, amen, the manifestation of himself. Even if it may be extreme, it may seem impossible, it may seem like a million miles from happening, but God works in impossibilities. I mean, how many impossibilities are we looking at here tonight? Impossible that you're here tonight. Impossible that you heard the cry of God. Impossible that you would even want to know more about God. But you're here. Why? Because God went past what was impossible and made it possible. Showing you who he is. Brother Brown would tell a story about a woman while he's preaching on the deity of Jesus Christ. He said... Mr. Branham, he said, I appreciate your preaching, but one thing I don't agree with you. She said, what's that? <laughs> I like his reply. She said, there's one thing I don't agree with you. He said, what is it, sister? If there's just one thing, I'm thankful to meet you because usually it's about a hundred things. She said, well, there's one thing outstanding. Of course, she belonged to a church that didn't believe in the deity of Christ. Just like what I see today when they go to push him back and just make him a prophet. She said, you, may, you brag too much about Jesus. You make him divine. I said, he was divine. He couldn't be divine. I can prove it to you by your Bible. He was, wasn't divine. So I'd like to see you do that, all right? Take your Bible and turn to St. John 11. All right, I know where you're going to say. And she said, Jesus on the road down to raise Lazarus up out of the grave. The Bible said he wept. I said, sure. He said, well, now how can he be divine and weep? I said, that was the man part, weeping. That's right. But you failed to see that he was Emmanuel. He was both man and God. I said, he was, going, he was a man going to a grave weeping. But when he pulled them little shoulders back together and said, Lazarus, come forth. That man had been dead four days, stinking, came forth and lived again. That took more than a man. He was a man when he came off the mountain that night hungry, looking on a tree to find something to eat. But when he took five biscuits and two fish and he fed 5,000, that was more than a man. That was the creator Jehovah at work again. Yeah. 
He was a man when he was laying in the ship that night and 10,000 devils of the sea swore he would drown him, bouncing him up there like a bottle stopper. And when waves coming up, he was tired from preaching until he couldn't even move. They didn't even wake him. And once he was aroused and went forth, he put his foot upon the bow of that boat and looked at that storm right in the eye and said, peace be still. And there wasn't even more than a ripple. That took more than a man that could steal the waves of the sea. It was a man that cried for mercy at a cross. My God, my God, why has that forsaken me? But on Easter morning, when he broke the seals of death, hell, and the grave, and he rose up again and said, I am he that was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. That was more than a man. That was God in man. Expressing his extreme deity. He said, every man that ever amounted to a hill of beans believes that. So if you don't believe that tonight, you don't even mount to a hill of beans. You don't know where you're standing at. You don't know who's standing among you. That's truly what it is. You don't know who's standing among you. You want to make him just a prophet or a or, 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 or lower part of the Godhead or something, second, second part, whatever. He was God, veiled in flesh. The extreme deity, he would show it over and over. Even though, you know, he didn't come with a salute from heaven. He, he didn't come as an angel. He didn't come with this uh, big uh, applaud or anything like that. He came down, amen, as Abraham's seed to show that last day super sign of God to make a super seed, a super race, a race that has been promised. Abraham's race to bring forth a super seed that we've been talking about, a super Christ. What did he do with him, to him when he would come to earth? They made fun of him. They called him called the spirit that was working in him a devil. It's a devil. It's Beelzebub, a fortune teller. But they failed to realize who was veiled behind that flesh. It was a super sign. He rose up again on the third day. For he trusted the word of God. Hello? Deity trusted his own word. He trusted his own word. David has spoken under inspiration. Said, I'll not leave his soul in hell, neither will I suffer my holy one to see corruption. Therefore, Jesus knew that the scripture spoke of him, that he wouldn't see corruption. Corruption sets in in about 72 hours on a dead body. We know that. We know he knew sometime between that he would raise from the dead. And he rose. The prophets were signs. But they died and went into a grave. But Jesus was a super sign. Amen. They're expressing the extreme deity of God veiled in flesh. Oh my. That same deity that would open up the Red Sea and it would, it would call hailstones down. It would, it would do all kinds of things extreme. It would come now in this flesh and it would call stand in a friend's grave and call him back to life again. It would heal the lame. It would heal the halt. It would heal the sick. It would give eyes to the blind. He showed that indeed the Jehovah of the old is Jesus of the new. It's the same power, it's the same anointing, it's the same works, it's the same life, it's the same God. Hallelujah. And to think that that God was not happy just being in one flesh. Amen. He wants to show himself in an extreme way, in extreme times. Amen. To show that he's God. And that same deity fell on about 120 
in the upper room, filled them with the power of God, and they went forth to heal, deliver, and set free God's people. Why? It was the same deity. Are you with me tonight? It's the same God. It's the same God at work. It's the same God moving. It's, a, it's the same now. It's not just one body. It's 120 bodies. And it's breaking out and it's breaking out and it's breaking out. What God is expressing himself as a portion of deity is actually being placed in every person by the Holy Ghost. I'm about to use this mic, Brother Tim. My voice just ain't got it. His extreme deity being showed now that it was not just God above us. It wasn't just God with us. It's now God in us. This is why he would say, I'll be with you, even in you. Amen. It's one thing for God to be with you. It's another thing for him to be in you. Because it makes him a very personal God. Amen. A very personal Savior. A very personal one that can move on your need. And for your situation. To where you're no longer saying, yeah, he did it there and he did it there and he did it there. But God's doing it here. God's moving here. God's touching here. God's changing lives here. Hallelujah. He said, some of them thinks he's a little baby back there, but he's the one that stood on the invisible platform and reached out and said, let there be light, and there was light. That was Jesus Christ, for he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world recognized him not, but I recognize him. I recognize that he's still the same God that answers by fire. I recognize he's still the same God that heals every disease. I recognize he's still the same God that'll take the vilest sinner and cleanse her life and fill him with the Holy Ghost and a part of God be dwelling on the inside. He's still that same kind of God. He said that was Jesus Christ. For he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world recognized him not. He was, that he is the deity of God. Look what he did back there. He said, you talk about the miraculous. You talk about shouting when he performed the miraculous things to make those things which are now out of things that were not. He spoke it and it was so. Yes, Hallelujah. The son at one time was not. This earth that you're on today at one time was not. But he spoke and it was so. He spoke it and it took to, it came into form. It might have took a million, it might have took a billion. I don't know, it might have been one day. I don't know how long it was. Really didn't matter to an eternal creature. Time only matters to us. It don't matter to God. But God spoke it and it happened. He brought it to pass by his word. He said, oh, he brought something that is now out of something that was not. That ought to, be, that ought to give us confidence that if we're standing upon something that is now that was not, then what, what, what is now can be not. <laughs> Amen. God can take something in your situation that seems to be so impossible and make it in a moment disappear. He can take something in just a moment and change the whole scene. He's an extreme God that does extreme things. We got a witness right over here. Amen. At one moment, a cancer victim. At another moment, a free daughter of God, totally free and set free and delivered and not even a sign of it anymore. 
Oh, hallelujah. He has the same power because he's the same Christ. He said, let them people who deny the power of God say it's wrong. But that same power that spoke the world into existence is in the people that's got the Holy Ghost. It's in those people that's got the Holy Ghost. Men and women, it's time you realize who you are. Come on now. This is a service. We're going to realize who we are. We're not some little trodden down somebody. That's not who I am no more. I'm no longer a dope head. I'm no longer a drug head. I'm no longer a a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to a devil. But I've met the same God that spoke this world into existence. And he brought life into my body. And I know he's got the same power. The devil's trying to hide you back and tell you little somebody, little trodden down something. You're not. You're sons and daughters of God. Deity is now not in heaven. It is in you. We're talking about his extreme deity. It would be extreme when that deity would fall on 120. So extreme that two would walk to the gate called beautiful and say silver and gold have I none. But such as I have give I unto thee. And that layman jumped to his feet. He's the same God. He's got the same power. He has the same authority. Deity's not in heaven, it's in you. He said, I know you think I'm crazy. You'll tell, I, but let me tell you something, brother, when you realize almighty God lives in you. My life, my God, life of God lives in you. He stood back there, the creator of all things. He made life, frogs, ducks, chickens, animals, created everything. Nothing that was made, but nothing was made but what was made by him, Christ the deity. He brought down the plagues down into Egypt. Who? Christ the deity. He stopped the mouths of lions. Who? Christ. He quenched the violence of the fire. Who? Christ. He escaped the heads of the sword. They raised the dead from a grave. Who did that? Christ the deity and brother and sister that deity is in you a little while and the world seeth me no more yet you shall see me for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the age is Christ in a manger no Christ in you we're not worshiping him in a manger we're worshiping him in a man a man and a woman a daughter of God This is why he said, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be. Who brought him here? You did. Amen. God himself dwelling in a human being. People around here saying, they're Christ and they're church of Christ, churches of Christ. They go to what happened? This is around Christmas time. He said, they opened their Christmas presents, looked at this, that, and the other. Had a big box of beer. No room for Jesus. All beer. Open up mama's deck of cards, no room for Jesus, all cards. Said a little Bible or something to the children. It's a little bit of this book or that, no room for Jesus. He said, but we want that deity of God by the Holy Spirit coming to our hearts. It calls everything out that Christ hasn't created. Did you catch that? Christ, the hope of glory in you, not in a cradle in you. That was one time, that was at one time, but now it's not there, it's here, amen. God was back in the beginning when he came into Moses, he came to the children of Israel, he came to the cradle, but now they're worshiping back there in some prehistoric something, but now it's not there, it's in you. Oh my. 
be going down. He says here, he said, when you realize the hope of glory, the baptism of the Holy Ghost that's come into people's hearts and they don't recognize what it is. They think it's a little church joining or something, just a little club. He said, but that, but that is the God, the creator living in you. Amen. The God who opened the Red Sea living in you. Amen. The God who rained down hailstones living in you. The God who closed the mouth of the lion living in you. The God who quenched the violence of the fire living in you. Amen. This is the God. This is in you. He said, well, so it's in you. Amen. He said, see, in all malice, hatred, strive, envy, so forth, flees away from you when you realize who is there and he comes and you re receive him and embrace him and love him and hold him in your heart. He said, I tell you, the church together in that kind of power has the power to bind the heavens. Hello, somebody. It has the power to heal the sick. It has the power to open the eyes of the blind and the deaf speak and the dumb speak. Amen. The deaf hear and the dumb speak. The cripples walk, the blind see. It's recognizing the power of Almighty God in you. That is where he is, the deity. His extreme deity has come down in this moment. Not just to be beside you in the fire, but to be in you in the fire. Hallelujah. He would go on different places. He talked about God manifesting his son, came through the virgin birth, conceived by a virgin. That's pretty extreme. That's right. Did I, I'm gonna do like Brother Andrew Glover, check, check, check. Is mic working? That's, that's extreme. That a virgin would conceive and bear a son. That she would get a visitation of an angel. That's beyond human comprehension. You can't, you can't believe that by human intellect. Matter of fact, you can't believe God by human intellect, period. Amen. There's got to be something on the inside of you that anchors down a faith to hold on. He said, see, you see, see, God himself coming down in a blood cell, wrapped the blood around him. The blood cell, the germ of life of God himself wrapped his blood cell that brought forth the son, Christ Jesus. Amen. He does that to make you perfect, to bring you back to fellowship. He brings you through that blood cell into himself, through the blood cell of the Lord Jesus that unveiled the life of Jehovah. And we're coming through that same blood cell to become part of that life. So deity itself lays in the man that's received the Holy Ghost. Because you come through the same life, you come through the same blood cell. Oh, hallelujah. You're a son. He said, I'm a Branham by birth, a part of Mr. and Mrs. Branham, but you become a son or a daughter of God. Part of deity lays in you when you receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. See how the devil robs you? Oh, you can't do this and you can't do that. But all things are possible. Amen. To the people that has the Holy Ghost, all things are possible. Amen. No matter what it is, you're part of deity. 
Well, it surpasses all angels, archangels. It comes right into the presence of the potter of himself through the blood and you come into deity, become part. Think of God folding around him now. We're going to enlarge it billions of times from this blood cell and there God in his blood cell folding himself up, wrapping himself in a blood cell to come down to redeem man to life. He said when that blood cell began to spread out and spread out, it brought the body of Christ Jesus. Jehovah himself was tabernacled in here through it burst into that blood cell at Calvary that it might bring sons and daughters to himself and now through the blood of Jesus Christ we have become a part of God he said that's what makes Satan mad he said that's what shakes him when the church of Christ knows who they are you say I know there's nothing impossible with God he said there's nothing impossible with you We want to put it on God. He said it's said nothing is impossible with you. If you believe, all things are possible. This is what he's saying when he says all things are possible. That means there's nothing impossible. Makes it very simple. There's nothing impossible to God is what they keep saying. He said there's nothing impossible with you. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Hello, somebody. Do you desire something from God? When you pray, believe, and you shall have it. That's not an if, maybe, or a but. It's you shall have it. Sister Karen would slip very dark into a dark place on Sunday. And on Monday... Very dark. Me and Sister Ruth would go up there to see her. Brother Tim had been there earlier that day, and him and Brother Joe would go later again in the evening. It'd be a very dark place. But I would look at that darkness and I would speak to it. Come on, brother. You darkness, you're not gonna win. You're gonna move back in Jesus' name. I said, because I don't come on my own. I come as a son of God. And I come under the authority that he, to know that in a very personal, real way, he has come down. Therefore, I know I'm not standing by this bedside by myself and not even just with my wife. I'm standing with Almighty God. Because that life is living on the inside of me and that same life would look at storms and say, peace be still. And I'm looking at this storm and I'm saying, peace be still. Brother Tim, Brother Joe would go that evening and pray for her. Amen, I would see her maybe open her eyes and look at me maybe once. They, they saw no, no reaction, no nothing. I would talk to Brother Tim on his way home and he said, Timothy, I don't know. He said, but I know one thing. I've left the hospital more confident than ever. God's got this. God's gonna move. God's going In the morning, she's gonna be better. That was his words. I said, I said, I'll bind with you on that. I'll believe with you on that because I know the same God that walked on waters is the same God in us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not just a God 2,000 years ago. He's a God of right now. We don't need him 2,000 years ago. We need him right now. And he's that God. They would walk in the next morning and, and she would be back to herself and, and she'd be giving kisses and saying words and speaking. Amen, he's the same God. Amen. 
he's the same God. He's showing us, amen, his extreme deity. I would actually come home from that and go to Brother David and Sister Landis and give a testimony again of what all had taken place. And I said, I have to fully believe God is here to show his extreme deity. He's here to show himself in a real powerful way to show he is still God. And I'm looking at it. I'm seeing strength come to a body. I'm seeing mind return to a, to, a, to a mind. I'm seeing God move in the impossibilities. I say, God, continue the work. You are the author, but you're also the finisher. He who started the work will finish the work. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he can make dry bones live again, he can make a body that's been torn down by Satan's attacks. He knows that old devil has been against her as his enemy. And I heard the prophet of God say it today as I would watch deep call it to the deep. He would say when the, when the, when the devil or Satan gets out of, after one of God's children, he said he better watch out. He's got Jesus Christ on his hands. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil is not just dealing with you as a man or you as a man or you or you as a man or me as a man or you as a woman. He's dealing with Almighty God veiled in flesh. Hallelujah. Said he broke open that blood cell and he washed us and he brought us, us into himself by the Holy Spirit. There you are. Now we are sons of God, part of God. Deity itself lives in every believer. How many believers? Every man that's born of the Spirit of God is a part of God. No wonder that man believes in the supernatural. No wonder he can believe in anything because in him is a portion of God. In other words, in him is the supernatural. Mercy. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink deadly things, or lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Jesus said that. He's become a part of him. Yes, sir, God, on the instance of, deli- on the instance of deliver anything. He'll make a way when there's no way. He'll make a way. Any man that believes in him believes the same thing. He has to. He's a part of God. He's an offspring of God. He's a son of God or a daughter of God. He can't do nothing else because God's right with him. Even in him, he's just a portion of God. Everything that God was in the pillar of fire, he emptied into the son, Jesus Christ. And everything he was in the son, Jesus Christ, he's now emptied into his body, the bride. Woo, my God. The mighty one, the buckler, the shield, all his redemptive names, everything he was, he emptied into Jesus Christ. He would say, Jesus would say it like this, what you say to this mountain be raised up and cast in the sea. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you say is coming to pass. You will have it. What you say. What you say. Then how can a man move a mountain? Only deity can move a mountain. 
But so if we're sons and God, daughters of God, then you go out and say, mountain, move. That's not what he said. You say, I'll show you, I can move it. That's wrong. It's your, if you're, but if your objectives is right and your motive is right, then it's not you speaking. It's deity speaking. I am the vine, you're the branches. When you can get out of your own way, so away from you, that is not you no more, but let Christ speak through you. He said like these anointed ministers, when they get anointed by the Holy Spirit to preach the word, you don't have to worry about any words. The Holy Spirit just delivers them. You don't know what you're gonna say. The Spirit just says it. That's all. That's what makes it all right. He said that's the way it is by speaking to the mountain. If your objective is right and your motive is right, it isn't you speaking anymore. It's the Spirit of God speaking. And when that... What, that's what moves the mountain, not you, the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You can, learn, you can learn more about the deity of Christ in, in the Pergamian church age. He would speak some wonderful things about it. He would say this. Jesus would say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There, he, there it is, he is the spirit and he is life. That is exactly what the word is. That's exactly what Jesus is. He is the word. So when a spirit born, spirit filled man in faith takes that word into his heart and places it upon his lips, why well, that's the same as deity speaking. Every mountain has to go. Satan cannot stand before that man. Hallelujah. Oh, can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah? Hallelujah. He said, if the church way back there in that third age had only held to the revelation of the living word in their midst, the power of God would not have faded as it did in those dark ages. And right today when the church returns to the word in faith, we can say without a doubt that the glory of God and all of his wonderful acts of God's will be in her midst again. He said, because it's deity in the hearts of men once again. Oh my. We saw it also in this day. Wow. Undeniable proofs of his resurrection. Lame would walk. People would jump out of wheelchairs. Watching the deep call it to the deep. Cancers would fall off. There was a woman in the meeting that was carrying around one of the gross that had fell off turned white and fell off in that meeting. What was it? God showing his extremeness, his extreme deity. You know, and it's just our position and our place to continue to speak faith, to continue to speak what God has said. It, you know, it's, it's, it's our position and our place, amen, to use the words of God and speak it. It's what he told us to do, so it's our position. It's who we are. You know, Brother Branham, I just want to bring this in as we look at these things for a moment. He, he had this little, little Mexican brother that had a son. He said, a man about my age, his wife is a Finnish woman. A little blonde, Brother Danny Steeman shared this with me. He blessed me so much. Very lovely lady. He was a gentleman, went to the hospital. And he said, I've seen a lot of sights. We all do. He said, it disturbs us and brings our emotions but that was one of the worst I ever seen. They brought this little lad to near the nurse room to, with a special nurse. When I looked, there's cancer that spread and his little jaws out so far. They had to put a rag around his head to keep, the, keep from bursting his head open. 
in his little jaws where the doctor tried to cut the cancer away. They'd made great big ditches back and forth all the way around his little throat. Just, it just aggravated the cancers. He said, just scattered it. Maybe it would be the right word. So it went into his little tongue and the little baby's mouth, not over that wide, little tongue had swollen and run out about that far and turned black. And it was shutting the air off that he was trying to breathe. So that daddy walked around to the side of his little baby and said, hello, Ricky. Daddy's little baby. Daddy's brought you to Brother Brandon to pray for you. Little baby recognized his father. And he did not have any breathing up here, so they had to cut a hole in his throat. This little round whistle that we used to have for years ago that was in his throat. was catching its breath through that whistle and a nurse had to stay there all the time because the cancer was draining out of this little hole. Sounds terrible, don't it? And the cancer was draining out of the, from, and from it and said so the little arms were in splints and he couldn't catch it with, with this with his hands to pull it out when it was, so he couldn't pull it out. He said the nurse was there all the time and it started straining and she'd reach up and take something and pull the cancer stuff out of that little whistle so he could breathe again. And his little hands like this reaching for his daddy. He said, you know, I, I, it just almost tore my heart apart. And as I was standing there, I thought, Lord Jesus, if thou art the fountain of all sympathy and all mercy lays within you, would you get any joy out of seeing this little darling lay here like that? I just can't believe, I never will believe that this would be the will of Almighty God to see such as this. I thought you are the fountain of mercy. And if you be the fountain of mercy, then how would you, or how could you be a merciful God and enjoy seeing something like that? What would you do if you were standing here? He said, I want to be honest. When I meet God, I want to meet him with an honest heart. I've done the best I know how to do. He said, but when I said that, something spoke down within me and said, Lord, well, as I said, Lord, what would you do if you were standing here? Something spoke and said, I'm waiting to see what you'll do. Hello, somebody. I'm waiting to see what you will do. Amen. And so I looked at that little thing. I took this little baby's hand, not that wide, and put it in my fingers like this and held it. I said, by faith in God, I place between this cancer and the baby the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I turned around and walked out. And the father came with me. I just couldn't say no more. I got in the car and he said, Brother Branham, here's a little tidings I've been saving for. He said, no, don't take that money. Put it on the baby's bill. But within about two hours from that time, the little jaw had gone back to normal. The tongue had come back into his mouth. And the loving mercy of the kind, loving father had seen fit to heal the baby. And the next morning, the baby was going to be sent home, a well baby. That's the extreme deity of God. And he has come down to show us his extreme deity. That is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll tell again about how that little boy's brother came to him a little later, jumped out of a station wagon, tears running down his cheek, jerked off his hat with his little Finnish wife standing there, Brother Branham, I come here to give you that tithes again. I said, I said, oh, brother, I don't want that. He said, you know, Ricky's going home today. I said, I'm grateful for that, but I told you to put that on Ricky's bill. 
That's just what I had to tell you about, Brother Branham. When I went to pay the doctor this morning to put that money over to him, I said, Doctor, I want to pay you some on the bill. He said, Mister, don't you even mention to me that anymore about that bill. You don't owe me nothing. That's the greatest thing I ever seen done in my life. He said, That's the phenomena of the phenomena. You don't owe me a penny. It just goes to show that the living God still lives. He's come to show the phenomena of the phenomena, the extreme of the extreme, that he's still a God of miracles. He's still the God who heals. He's still the God who sets free. He's still the God who brings life into a body. It may look impossible. It may look dark, but God is still on the throne. And he's come down to show his deity, his glory in his people. We've seen it. God move in impossible situations. It would be a sin for us to disbelieve. Because we've seen God do some impossible things. And I'd say he's not finished yet. He's not going to, he's going to get so extreme that one of these days, these old bodies have been bound down by every pain and every kind of discomfort and every kind of thing and going slowly into a grave, all of a sudden going to come so extreme that God is going to change every molecule, change it all back to what it was supposed to be at the beginning. He has come down in this hour to have a bride without spot, without wrinkle, and he's going to fulfill that word. There ain't a devil in hell. There ain't enough devils that's going to stop it, but there's going to be a bride that says, yes, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, and they're going to let let that deity begin to work in their lives until it heals the sick, it raises the dead, it changes lives, it brings the prodigals home until it culminates into a resurrection. This is what we're in for and this is where we're at. Hallelujah. How many tonight can say, be it unto me according to thy word. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Worship him all you children. Go ahead and thank him. He's moving even now. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's changing the scene even now because he's that kind of God. He's expressing his extreme deity in our lives. Full restoration. Full redemption. Oh my, that's what seven angels testified. That's why this message came down. This message didn't come to leave you in bondage or teach you another creed. This message come to change your body. That a faith will begin to rise in your heart to realize I'm not some trodden down somebody. I don't belong under Satan's dominion or Satan's creeds and Satan's dogmas. But God, I've heard the word of God, the scream of an eagle. He's flew over my chicken pen and he's brought me out. And the same God that brought me out of drugs and brought me out of alcohol and brought me out of sex sin and every kind of spirit is the same God that's gonna change this mortal body. 
It's the same God that's going to heal Sister Karen. It's the same God that's going to heal Brother Ron. He is our God. He is our God. God, you are the God. God, you are the God. I've seen you in this generation. Answer my fire. Holy Ghost changing hearts and lives. Oh, my. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Just lift your hands. Musicians can come. How many would say, God, you are the God. You are the God. You are my God. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Jesus, we praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, right now, in this moment, I'll just accept your healing. He's moving even now. Right through this mist, the pillar of fire is among us. I know he is, because he said he would be. Hallelujah, healing right now is entering into Kenneth Middleton's body. Karen Pruitt's body. Ron Spencer's body. Deliverance is, is entering right now into prodigals. It's time to come home. Hallelujah. Deity's not in heaven, deity's in you. Why don't we just enter into those realms and begin to speak the word of God and say, God, you're still the God who heals cancer. You're still the God who raises up the dead. You're still the God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're not just a God up there or God here. You're right here. Expressing yourself. Hallelujah. Oh, there ought to be somebody who wants to praise him. cares on you. I know you love me. Don't you know he loves you tonight? So let's just cast all our cares on him. On you.
done for nothing less. We're going to have every promise. Because we're in a day and hour where God's doing extreme things. Showing his extreme deity. Amen. Oh, I'm glad for that or two. Amen. I, I know sometimes it's scary times. Sometimes you feel like the old eagle has stirred her nest and took you on a ride and dipped you off and you're just a floundering and fluttering in the air. But I'll tell you what he's doing. He's teaching you to fly. Amen. Might be a little bit scary, but you're learning how to fly in realms where all things are possible to them that believe. That's what God's doing for us, even in this hour and this time. And my God, let's, let's press on. Let's look at the promise of God. Amen. Let's sing that song, Glory to His Name. Let's just sing it, just worshipful, worshipful just a moment. Down at the cross where my
just feel to do this tonight just keep that verse up there for me please we're fixing to sing the part come to this fountain so rich and sweet cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet plunge in today and be made complete glory to his name I sat in the ER the other night with my wife and I said Karen sweetheart we don't know when we will be called from this earth we don't know how much longer we have but I just want to ask you as your husband is everything right with God are you ready to meet him she was able to look at me and said, Tim, my heart is ready. I could go to meet him. But maybe you're here tonight. you just kind of been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And you really know you're not where you need to be with God. You really know that you're living a halfway Christian life that you really backslid maybe you've been thinking about it for a little bit and just wondering what should I do how do I go about this they say a journey of a million miles starts with one step a journey with Christ starts with one step just stepping out of your seat walking down here to an altar saying I want to surrender my life I'm just going to give you the opportunity you have to do the examination of your own life but if there's something in your heart that says I'm not where I ought to be we have ministers here to pray with you as we sing this part of the verse tonight
just the other day early morning brother Timothy was out of town and my grandson Andrew walked into my my study room I greeted him and we spoke he would start to go leave for work in just a few moments and I told him son God go with you today within 15 minutes time his car the truck he's in is on the side of the road he don't know what happened in just a moment's time he is there out in the ditch the car the truck is is off on the side of the road and now in a very very dangerous situation and just one hair's breadth from rolling and flipping over and over and over again you see just one moment just 15 minutes later after I spoke with him and said God go with you my son and he's here in this very precarious situation life is but a vapor don't play games with the life that God's given you you seek the Lord while there is yet time knock while it's open to you ask so that you can receive fix things up now with God you can't play around you have to realize we're in a very serious hour and you must approach God with all your heart so you just ask him within your your own life tonight Lord what you're doing is some extreme things I really need an extreme makeover I need a real extreme makeover where you change me from the inside out externally I may look good I may look cool I may look I may even have holiness look but I know on the inside I need an extreme makeover change me Lord so I'll never be the same again I want to be able to lean on everlasting arms where you're there for me there with me amen as he as he calls listen to his voice behold I stand at the door and I knock I'll tell you something very very strange happened to me this week I guess anybody could be strong you know prone to illusions or delusions but as I lay down to sleep I locked the doors of my house and locked my bedroom door secured every door and in the middle of the night I hear a knock at my bedroom door And I wake up and come straight up in the bed hearing this knock and I scream out who is it I grab my phone I look to see if the cameras for my security has detected any motion and there's none I look to see if there's a call and there's none but the door has been knocked on 
tell Brother Timothy, I said, son, I had something very strange happen. He said, Dad, same thing this morning. I was laying there. I'm sure I was awake. And all of a sudden, I heard the back door bell ring. In so much, I jumped up to go out and look out the window. And I looked out and I saw no vehicles, nobody. And I said to my wife, I heard that bell ring. She said, honey, that hadn't worked in several years. I wonder who's at your door tonight knocking. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. It's the time to lean on him. With all your heart, surrender your life. Lead me.
Father God, tonight, Lord, you see every heart, every soul, Lord, that you've called and you've spoke. Lord, just as each one, Lord, talks it over with you tonight, I pray, Lord, that you'll bring everyone to a full assurance of where they are with you, that they would know you in the power of your resurrection. Lord, that the sins of each one would be under the blood. Lord, that they would be one of these that we were talking about, deity living on the inside, so that they could speak to their mountains, so that there would be a faith that would resolve, would be on the inside of them, and a resolve on the inside that they know who their Redeemer is, and they know that they're a son or daughter of God. I pray, Lord, that you'll just do a extreme work within their lives Lord in this moment Lord may not one of them wait to rapture day and see one's missing here and missing there and then decide to seek the Lord but may it today today while they hear their, your voice that they will harden not their hearts but they'll just yield herself to you make a surrender of their lives to you Lord completely and totally in Jesus name thank you father thank you for every heart that you've touched tonight Lord I pray for those that are prodigals that are listening to me right now Lord those that are on the internet that are being touched father I remember a night a night Lord when you spoke to me about a one of your children that was staying a prodigal and told them tonight they were about to receive their last call I remember hearing that voice from another dimension and I looked in the middle of the night and I could see as it was a vision and a dark line go across the sea and I remember, Lord, knowing I was the messenger. Knowing that I had a message to bring that individual. And I remember you were rich in mercy. You didn't let him cross that line. But Lord, way in the middle of the night, you came. Opened up the scripture to them. Showed them a prodigal son. There a daughter of yours came to herself that night. You saved her. You turned her life around and she's lived as a solid Christian ever since. Lord, I thank you for those moments. I thank you that you care. I thank you, Lord, that you reach out. You can reach further down than what we can even look up. I pray, Lord, for that prodigal wherever they are. Maybe they're in this building tonight. May they come to their self. May Lord, oh God, they realize there is a line they can cross. But a God rich in mercy is reaching call and giving them opportunity. May they surrender their lives and come. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.